Hey, everybody, welcome back to Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network, where we take a closer look each week at the wide, weird, and wonderful world of running. I'm your host, Jonathan Ellsworth. I'm also the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Off the Couch is proudly presented by CBG Trails, though they might not be quite so proud of this particular episode. Nevertheless, we are proud to say that the CBG Trails app is the only complete trail map app of Crested Butte and the Gunnison Valley, Colorado. So download the app today and start exploring. Without question, it is difficult to say whether our guest today poses an existential threat to our wonderful sport of running or whether he is just some sort of misunderstood rebel. Is he an evil genius or something much, much less than a genius? The truth is I had no idea coming into this conversation and so I think that it is probably best to forgo our customary introduction and to just get to my conversation with the highly controversial Mr. Cappuccino. Well, I I have to confess, I'm not entirely sure who I'm speaking with right now. Um, listen, I'm not going to lie. I was told that I was going to be coming in to record a conversation with Courtney DeWalter today. And my assistant just informed me that Courtney had to reschedule. And she said, you're talking to the cappuccino cowboy. And I'm afraid I don't know what that is. And I'm afraid I don't know your name. So maybe we could start. What is your name? The guys call me 2.0. So that's like a nickname from cross country. Back when I was running with James Walmsley, who's also a big deal. Like Courtney's a big deal. Sure. Um, But uh, Jim's a big deal. Yeah. it's funny because um, Courtney, you know, champion, record holder, Jim Walmsley, champion, record holder. I'm sorry, I still don't know your name. That's a great question. Um, Cappuccino Cowboys, I don't know, started like a year and a half ago. And it just started like as a joke between between a couple of guys. And we just, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. Um I don't know if it's still going on, to be honest with you. I haven't checked in recently. And, but, and, and again, can you, Cappuccino Cowboys, is this, a, um, is this a, a band or like a comic book? It's a little bit of both, yeah. We do some music. We've done some performances. Does this have something to do with running? I mean, I'm sorry. You still haven't told me your name. You've name dropped two very famous runners. Do you have a name? Yeah, you could call me uh, Cappuccino or like Mr. Cappuccino. Mr. Cappuccino. Okay. Okay, Mr. Cappuccino. Do you run? Or like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with Off the Couch, but, you know, we recently just uh, interviewed Maggie Goodroll, who is the first woman to ever win Big's Backyard Ultra. Uh, we recently just talked to Mike McKnight, who had an incredible triple crown victory of the two hundreds. Zach bitter, perhaps you've heard of him, a world champion in the 12 hour run. Um, So I, I'm still just confused a little bit about why my assistant 
has me talking to you right now? I used to run back in high school. Okay. That's something about okay, me. Okay, there we go. There's traction. Tell me about that. Well, when you realize you're not very good at catching, you're not very good at throwing, um, you have difficulty with that team sport dynamic, um, you're not too talented, you have a lot of free time, um, uh, you just turn to running. Running's a, it's like a filler. It's when you realize you have too many hours in the day and you need to get through some of them, you know? And just nothing going on. Yeah. I've never been fast, which is why I've turned to ultra running, you know? Maybe we could get back to the question of what is Cappuccino Cowboy? Cowboys? Cowboy? Is there one of you? Are there several of you? I feel like it's kind of like the spirit in all of us, you know what I mean? Okay. It's a... Uh, it's really just the name Jim came up with for his running group. Hey, you're, with so you're, his, uh, you're, you're name dropping Jim again already? <laughs> like we're literally not even 10 minutes into this. When I say Jim, you understand who I'm talking about, right? Well, yes. Uh, you know, as someone who pays attention to the sport, talks to a lot of really accomplished people, again, which is, I'm still, I'm going to really have to talk to my assistant after this about, exactly what we're doing here but yes i know who jim is uh he's well, not he's not there right now is he because james james walmsley no he's not here uh, uh, just his okay. uh, his name is here you know what i mean okay listen all right i just was scrolling on my phone because i was a little bored between your long pauses and i found i found this on on instagram so you are I, you're maybe a band, sort of a comic book, but you at least have a social media presence. Yeah, we're trying to build that. Okay. Okay. I see a lot of, uh, there's like a lot of attempted jokes here. I'm still scrolling. It looks like you mostly make fun of people who are probably more talented than you. It's interesting you say that uh, because... I've known Jim for a long time, right? Uh, we used to race back in in high school. And the thing about Jim, I've been running ultras since he's been, you know, not running ultras. And then he just breaks onto the scene and kind of just takes over. You know, he makes himself a household name. Everyone knows him. Everyone yeah. looks for him. Yeah. And, and I'm doing my best. Like, I crewed Jim the first two years of Western States. And I think we all know kind of how that happened. He kicks me off his crew the third year and then he gets back to being, okay, he gets back to being Jim Walmsley. You know what I mean? And I just, ultras are supposed to be hard. You're not supposed to be like running half marathons, running marathons then bump up to 50 milers, hundred milers and just have the same ease into that kind of thing. Like here, here's my one of my first fifty milers was man against horse in uh, uh, in Arizona, just north of Phoenix. The first first fifty, walk into it fairly trained, not really, but um, you know I was working at it and start running, and it kind of climbs to a little elevation, but I didn't think it'd be an issue, but apparently it was. I got real sick around mile twenty twenty five, um, couldn't keep my hydration down. Uh, was thrown up a little bit and then just had crazy diarrhea just to the point of it like I've never had before. And I was like, why is this 
on a run, you know, something I've prepared for. It's like one day, it's just a couple hours out of the day that hits me. And I have it for the rest of the race. I have it for the last 25 miles. It gets so bad. I have nothing to do, like nothing, nothing to, um, clean up or do anything with. I have to cut the liner out of my shorts with a rock. And just because it's so crazy and, uh, and it's that kind of shit that happens on ultras that ultras are so difficult with. And I was like, Jim doesn't get enough shit, you know? And so this is my way of, you know, passing that shit on to Jim because he doesn't get hit with diarrhea 25 miles into or even 50 miles into a race. He just keeps chugging along and just dominates these things. And, and you know, at some point, ultras are supposed to be hard, you know? So basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like this uh, activity of yours, uh, this Cappuccino Cowboys, was really founded on spite. I would, I'd say more accurately, it was founded on diarrhea. Okay. Spite, a mix of spite and diarrhea. If someone, if someone wanted to know what is Cappuccino Cowboys really about, at essence, spite and diarrhea? I think we're getting close to that, yeah. Okay, it feels like um, we are. Yeah. Yeah, just as I keep scrolling through this site, I, those are the two words that keep coming up. It's hard to put your finger on it, but I would say, like a little bit about me, I don't like people very much in general. Um, do, do people like you? No, yeah, it's a two-way street. Okay, I'm not sure okay. which one came first, you know what I mean? But It seems to me often people who say they don't like people, it's the reaction to people not liking them. That's what I've found in my experience. It sounds anecdotal at best. I, I mean, I wanted to start off this interview talking about friendship, uh -huh. what it means to be there for someone, love and support each other, what this sport's kind of built on, you know? A diarrhea and you know that's what i feel like i feel like it's hard to place an idea on the cappuccino cowboys but some of these things you know this camaraderie uh what what the guys kind of show as a group as a friend um to each other that's that's kind of what cappuccino cowboys is you know the best we can be the best we can be. Okay, so, okay, we're getting, I think we're getting somewhere. So, Cappuccino Cowboys is a mix of spite and diarrhea and friendship and camaraderie and the aspiration to be the best we can be. I'd, it sounds, if you told me that, I would say, I think you understand it, you know? Okay, I feel like I, I feel like I am getting there. I feel like I am beginning to understand. Now, you keep talking about the guys, who, guys. who who are the guys? I mean, you've na you've name dropped Jim a bunch of times already. It's mainly James Walmsley, um, and then it's kind of like other people who also want to ride his coattails. You know what I mean? So it's like him, and then I forget most of the people. Um, I think there's uh, let's see, Jared, who's like a he's like a shorter Jim Walmsley. Wait, and then wait, wait, Eric. wait, Jared Hazen? I'm, I've always called him Jared Hassan. I, he's never, I've never seen his last name like written out. Um, but that's, I mean, you could be 
You will fact check this after the show, probably, right? Hmm. Because Jared's fantastic. I mean, what a talent. Yeah, I mean, to, to see Jim taking off in the sport like that and then to just hit your wagon to a guy like that, um, it takes, like, foresight and it takes just incredible, you know, understanding of kind of what other people can do and how the media kind of takes that stuff and works with it, you know? Um, I, I frankly don't really appreciate you. Uh, I don't appreciate that version of, uh, of Jared and his talent and what he's done in the sport already. And, um, I find that kind of offensive. Well, I've never actually met the guys or, um, the boys. I'm not sure. That's, that's a thing I get caught up on. If you call yourself Cappuccino Cowboys and you're in your mid to late twenties, early thirties, like, are you, are you still boys? You know what I mean? Um, so I've been calling them cow guys, actually, if we want to change that in post cappuccino cow guys. Um, I've never actually met them personally. Um, but I have emailed them a lot and sent them a lot of messages, um, over Instagram and things like that. And I kind of am getting a sense as to who they are and, and the dynamic between them. Do they find it creepy? Like, have they ever written you? Well, one, I guess, have they ever written you back? And two, have they ever been like, um, Hey man, uh, how about like, how about cease and desist? This is creepy. Um, I feel like, do you have some of the messages? Cause it sounds like you're reading like right off of what they said. Is this like, is that a gotcha question? Is that what they call this? Gotcha. No, that just seemed obvious. I mean, back to the guys, mainly James Walmsley. Um, I would kind of say to describe the guys kind of like back and forth, like the dynamic that's between them. It's like you and I, let's pretend we're having a conversation, you know, like you and I are talking. So yeah, imagine like you're saying things and you're getting uh, responses back and then maybe saying some more stuff. Uh, so Eric, Eric Sensman. I love Eric Sensman. Another talent. Wait, you, do you know these guys? Cause I mean, I, I honestly, I'm sorry. I just, I don't understand why they, they can't know you. I mean, that seems given, but like, Eric Sensman and Jared and Jim. I mean, this is this is a hell of a group. So anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I appreciate the apology. Um, Eric Sensman, I mean, if he was, you, you keep describing these guys like a talent and and uh, that it's be impossible for them to know me, but you're still, you're on the show talking to me. It's weird that you don't have these guys on here, you know? I mean... Listen, if they were here right now, and I've sent a couple of texts out to my assistant who might get fired after this, but basically, I, I mean, to paraphrase, it was like, I'm firing you unless you get me Jim or Eric or Jared on this right now, because I'm kind of dying. So let's pretend we're having a conversation. Uh-huh. Eric Sensman just wants to be a part of the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Jim kind of wants to be so good, he's not worth talking about, you know? Tommy, Tommy Poozy, Tommy Rives. I love Tommy uh, Rives. That makes one of us. Tommy wants, like, our conversation to have to stop as we watch him walk by, you know? Cody didn't know we were talking, like, had no idea, and then finds out he wants to know why we didn't include him, what's going on. 
he wants to start a new conversation and uh, you know it's it's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort cody's great but it's like you know kirsch steve kirsch it's kind of like a visual person um not much for the the conversation so you know we can leave him out and uh who else we got um yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I forgot about Jared, but that's that's all right. Boy, what a group. What a group of people that I'm not talking to right now. Yeah, it's a good group of guys. Yeah, like a great group. And I would, I'd do almost anything to be talking to any one of them right now. Me too. I guess, I guess maybe that's why we're talking is because they won't talk to us. Well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure about the us part there. Um, I haven't actually reached out to any of them yet. And like I said, my assistant, we're seeing what, what she can do in a hurry right now. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure if you heard me earlier, but um, like, I'm not sure if you know, say Claire Gallagher or like, again, Maggie Gooderall or Zach Bitter or, you know, some of the elite coaches out there like Jason Coop or David Roach or Jennifer Farr Davis, record holder of the Appalachian Trail. Like there's been a lot of, lot of very interesting, very smart, very smart, uh, accomplished people we've talked to on this show so it's, um, it's very interesting in a, in, a, in a very different way to be talking to you right now. I've never been in front of like a live audience like this before. This is kind of fun, huh? Well, this is not, it's not actually how a podcast works. So there's, there's not, this isn't a live audience. It's, it's sadly just me and you. Um, like a live audience, we might be able to, well, there might be someone else probably more accomplished that we could talk to in, in the audience. So it's just me and you for now. I mean, you say that, but like, this morning, I did like an Eric Sensman 12 miler and uh, and pretty quick too, around eight minute miles. Felt good, just an easy shakeout. Um, and for if you're doing the math at home, an Eric Sensman 12 miler is like uh, it's like 8.9, 8, 8, you know, right between eight and nine miles. And uh, it was good. It was fast, um, but also fun, you know. And that's kind of that's kind of how I like to keep it. I wouldn't say that makes me accomplished, um, but I'm on the same level as the guys probably. You know, I've finished as many ultras as they've finished. Maybe not to the same speed, but definitely to the same achievement. You know, and and I will say around here we do give you give credit for that. We're we're not all we're not only about like coming in first. So credit to you, credit to you for finishing. Yeah, and Jared. I feel like this might be the first time you've interviewed a meme page, right? Is that what you are? You're a meme page. I guess that's how, yeah, looking at this. I mean, I, I kept thinking to myself, it's like, so basically they just are ripping off running memes. Like if running memes had like a JV team. It's kind of like you, uh, you versus the interview they told you not to worry about. You know what I mean? It's like uh, maybe don't talk to me or my interview ever again. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. It's like a hashtag mood. So let's back it up. To the, you want me to tell that man against horse story again? No. You mentioned Courtney DeWalter, huge fans of Courtney, uh, huge fans of literally everyone you've, you've mentioned and name dropped. 
Have you met Courtney? Never met Courtney. What's interesting, what's interesting about Eric Sensman that people might not know is that he's kind of just known for writing articles making fun of Ann Trayson. That's kind of how he blew up. And when you're building off of something like that, it kind of is a different path through ultra running. You know what I mean? Like around the group, we kind of call him Eric Salesman because he's always just trying to get more sponsors or kind of sell you something. I mean, I was crewing him at JFK one year and he came into an aid station and, and I gave him some water, refilled some stuff, gave him some gels and it was cold, like snow on the ground. And I was like, hey man, you need to take this like North Face jacket with you. And he's like, hey, I don't take sponsors for free. And he ran out of the station without his jacket because he thought I was trying to to throw a sponsorship on him. Huh. Um, well, that's a principled, that's a principled move. Yeah, but then he got too cold and had to drop, you know? I mean, Eric Sensman puts in like a 60-mile week, and that's W-E-A-K. There's no climbing, mostly treadmill. And I think on the last few days, he like swaps his Garmin with Jared, so then he just uploads Jared's training runs to Strava. Uh, that's the kind of guy we're talking about here, you know? Hmm. So as I'm just trying to piece all of this together, earlier you said you didn't know these guys, and yet you just talked about pacing Eric. So I'm, I feel like you're, you're either confused in your own story or you're just blatantly lying now. So like, do you know these guys or you used to know these guys, but then obviously they will have nothing to do with you now. How would you summarize your relationship with all of these really talented runners that you keep name dropping? I just say like, sometimes we have trouble sleeping, right? We all have for different reasons. I mean, you can guess as to why um, different people might have trouble uh, getting to bed. But something that always works for me is just before bed, I, I lay down, do my little routine, little flossing, brushing, kind of rinse my face off, get changed, get real comfortable, turn out the lights. And then I just count Sensman's DNFs. And before I even get to like 2018 JFK, I'm out, like lights out. And it works. I, I could do it every night. I could do it, you know, once a year. And it works seamlessly. Better than NyQuil, better than, better than anything. Boiling a banana. Have you heard about that? You could boil banana, I think, and drink that water. And counting Sensman's DNFs, better than that. I'm, I'm writing, I'm actually writing a blog right now for Sidious about this, just so other people can kind of, you know, have the success I'm having. What's also interesting, I don't know if you read Dakota Jones. He's also a runner that I know. We're, we're best friends. We hang out like once a week. Uh, Dakota Jones wrote an article a little bit ago called Eric Sensman Broke My Heart. And what's crazy is I was drafting a similar article for Sidious Mag called Eric Sensman Left Me for Another Man. And I read Dakota's article and I was like, are you kidding me? And so like, it just speaks to the truth, like the character that of what kind of person Eric, Eric is, you know, like I didn't publish that. Cause I was like, good on you, Dakota. Like you beat me to the punch, but it was basically the same, same kind of article. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, my biggest takeaway is that, um, it sounds like Eric did the right thing by leaving you. I feel like you would say that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would. I did. Just to get clear again, why do you feel like you deserve to be on this show? Um, because you didn't have anyone else scheduled today. That's right. I forgot. Courtney. Courtney rescheduled. Courtney DeWalter. She rescheduled just like, I mean, she rescheduled Western States this year too. So, you know, if you're rescheduling stuff like that, your show, you know, it's, you're dealing with hard hitting players. And, um, I don't think that's on you, you know, I mean, I would put that on you, but I don't think she puts that on you. Yeah. Yeah. Courtney's great. Isn't she? Should we, you want to just maybe the rest of our time, we could maybe just talk about Courtney. Yeah, about how she's the greatest runner in ultras today. Sure. Did you just bring me on to get her to come on next? To be clear, I did not bring you on. So this, I just, I walked in, I was excited. It was like, I get to talk to Courtney today and now here we are. So again, I, my assistant, uh, she's not responding my texts, um, my increasingly angry texts. I'm not getting it. So I don't know what's happening here, but you sounds like used to pace some really, really talented runners. Sounds like they maybe kind of think that you pacing them didn't, let me put it this way. Did any of them actually win any of the events that you pace them for? What's your track record like pacing these athletes? Hmm, let me see. So I crewed Jim first two years at Western States. Crewed Eric uh, 2018 JFK. Let's see. Crewed Jared at uh, Black Canyon Ultras 100K in 2019. Um, and Jared again at Lake Sonoma 50. I think that was 2017. And then I also crewed Jared... Run Rabbit Run in 2014 and 15. Um, I just got done crewing Tim Frericks over at uh, Lavaredo. Um, I did crew Jim one of the years at Mount Blanc. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been pretty active, you know. Well, you've been, been active, but that, I feel like that avoided my question of... I mean, do we have any podiums here? Do we have any, do we have any wins? Yeah. People, yeah, people definitely podium those years okay. for sure. It's okay. like every, I think every year they, there's a winner. Well, yeah, I mean, it is true that every year someone wins these races. That's true. I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to figure out why you seemingly keep being invited again to crew. Like are, are, are you paying them to crew for them? I'm not sure I understand the question. Like, I'm trying to understand, because it seems strange to me that these really talented athletes, well, that th why they would be inviting you, so they like having you crew for them, or you're, they like how much you're paying them to crew for them? It's interesting you say that. If we get back to that Dakota Jones article I was talking about, Eric Sensman broke my heart is what it's called. Um, you know, Eric Sensman, I just, I'm trying to paint a good picture of who he is, you know? And I, I've called him a lot Eric's sensitive man. Um, 
But the more you get to know him, it's just, it's just not the case. You know, he's like, he's like, you ever go into a store, like a Patagonia or something like a nice outdoor store, you try on a jacket and it's just, it fits just right. It's perfect. You know, like it's, it's warm, but you're not hot. Like even in the store and it's like windbreaking, it's just everything you want zips up, feels just like you barely feel it kind of move around, do that like weird thing in the mirror. That's like Eric Sensman, you know, just like it's like it's always been there. It's just what you want. And then you walk outside that store and you see like 12 other people with that exact same jacket on. That's that's who he is. You know, that's what he is as a guy. And I just I feel like people don't know that. And I guess I just want I want people to walk away from this podcast. You know, with a little bit more information about the guys, you know. So what do you think people understand least about, say, Jared Hazen? Old Jared Jared Banks? Um, I don't know. Jerry, he keeps to himself, and I respect that. Uh, I mean, I think I'm not sure people know that he's running TNF in a week and a half, you know, so that might be something that they don't understand a lot about him. Um, I mean, here's what's the similarity between Jared Hazen and Gene Hackman? They're both hacks, you know? So like, there's like a few things I feel like I know that a lot of people, uh, don't know about him, but it's pretty, he puts it all out there. He's pretty public, you know, with the, like, what's he, he's on social media, like once a month, you know, he stays connected. He stays with it. Uh, I'm I'm just uh, I'm actually doing two things. I'm scrolling through past episodes uh, of Off the Couch and like remembering the really excellent conversation that that uh, that I have with Luke Nelson. Um, God, Luke Nelson, what what a guy, what a runner. Um, God, yeah, Ian Sharman. Uh, so much so much insight from Ian Sharman. Megan Hicks wonderful person, wonderful runner. Um, and then it's funny. The other thing I'm doing is just looking at, uh, at, at some of these posts on the, uh, Hey, uh, I know you've never done a podcast before, but one of the rules is you don't, uh, you don't start, you don't start building a doghouse and chomping on Doritos during the episode. Oh, uh, you said you were doing two things. I was, I'm also doing two things. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I, I guess I want to know, uh, God, looking at these posts that are just, just mean and, and not funny. Um, how does, how does an Eric Sensman, I mean, like, why haven't he and Jared just beat you to death? That's a good question. Um, getting back to Jim Walmsley, he, I feel like all he cares about is the canyon. You know what I mean? If he could live in the Grand Canyon, I think he would. It's like every other word out of his mouth, it's like rim to 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 rim. We used to call him Jim to Jim. You know what I mean? Just because he's, it's like, he's like, you want to go to the canyon? I'd be like, yeah, we could do like 25 mile loop, 25 mile loop. And he's like, no, we're doing at least rim to rim to rim to rim. And I'm like, Jim, stop. Like no one, 
no one goes on a casual rim to rim to rim to rim and he's already at the door you know what i mean and it's just it's hard to talk to a guy like that you know and so i feel like to answer your question which to be honest i have no idea what the question was is uh I did win best ass at Havelina 100. I think it was like 2014. So I best, I've achieved best ass. I've achieved some things in my life, you know. And I think people don't give that enough credit. Well, we're like 38 minutes in and I'm I'm happy to have finally learned that you've won something. Yeah, me too. Actually, I just remember that. Yeah. Um also, while I'm right here on national TV, I want to call out Jared Hazen. You're a baby, and I can beat you at any distance. And I'll defend that anywhere. You name the place, you name the distance. Let's go. That's that's a uh, that's a strong call out. What would be your preferred if Jared were to respond? If Jared were to respond, not that he ever would, because he's he's busy and he's talented. Um, what would be your preferred distance? Do you think those two things are related, busy and talented? Uh, I find that talented people, um, they they don't have a ton of time to be like on social media. Like they don't spend a ton of their time just like making fun of people who are better than them. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. It kind of sounds like you're saying I'm tainting this experience. Like it's, like me being involved has some kind of like tainted things. It's like once you taint something, it's stuck here. It's just like, it's just tainted. There's just the taint on this situation or on this place is like, it's been tainted and the taint's still there. And now we can't get away from the taint. And I, I feel like you're hung up on that taint. I am concerned for sure that like, again, as I've scrolled through and acquainted myself today with, with your, with your social media page, congrats on having a social media page. We uh, call it the social meat. The social meat. I'm just concerned that if this is to spiral out where more really talented athletes and exceptional people are subjected to this 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 quote-unquote work of yours i mean it just it strikes me that cappuccino cowboys could just ruin ultra running mm -hmm. is that are you concerned about that do you care do you hate running so much that you are just trying to throw it all into the toilet like what I mean, you talk about friendship and camaraderie, but all I see is, all I see is spite and diarrhea. Yeah, I was gonna say I've always thought of the Grand Canyon as Earth's butthole. You know what I mean? Oh my god! And so I think it's funny that that is offensive. I think it's funny that Jim loves doing those rim jobs. You know what I mean? But here's okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Tim Frerichs. Just kidding. He's still out at Nine Trails. Remember? He's still out there. It's funny because he actually texted me for a ride the other day, and I was like, dude, I'm not coming down to Santa Barbara. Um, but I thought I'd take this time. I mean, we do make some memes, you know. Uh, they're pretty tough. You said it was work, my work. Um, I don't know if you paid close attention to it, but it's – I put No, I definitely, I definitely have not. 
I put very little work into it. It's just, you know what I mean? It's like when you're in the elevator and something comes to the top of your head, I just, that I just post that, you know what I mean? So it's not, it's, I, you, you're making it sound like this masterpiece, this tome. No, um, no, 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 no. I don't, I do and, not, just to be clear, I do not, I do not it may mean. be at that level, I but do, like, I do not mean to give anyone. I put into it. Is real half, half-assed. It's just, it, it, should, it should be called like, Cappuccino, half-assed cappuccinos. That's a good name. Yeah. And and that's that's probably why you're not in charge of the the page. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's talk about cappuccino. I mean, I, I, for one, I don't know. I think, you know, just straight black coffee always works for me. People that get fancy with their coffee, I start to wonder about them a bit. But, um, Cappuccino. Why cappuccino, cowboys? These are questions you'd you'd have to ask. You know, uh, my father, my dad, the founding member of Cappuccino Cowboys, hmm. uh, Patrick Regan, and uh, I'm not sure what was going on in his mind during that time. With, with it's some of the greatest minds of our time. We got yeah, Patrick, Tim Tollison, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Pal, Brian, Brian Pal, Brian Fal, Brian, Brian Far Pal, that guy, all coming together to create this thing, and then they sold it to me for like I don't know, like five or six bucks. Wow! And uh, and then I've really built it into something worth maybe seven or eight dollars. Um, also, if you would like to buy the account it's yeah, for sale I it's, would. All, it's never not been for sale i would like to buy the account and, and uh, shut it down and that's that's fine uh but if you if you'd like to buy the account here's here's a few steps of my creative process i feel like people need to know like how to make a meme it's the 21st century we don't quote anchorman anymore we make memes about quoting anchorman and we share those you know what i mean so step one is you have to create an Instagram. Step two is you create a bunch of other Instagrams, not necessarily related to step one, but those are gonna be your followers. They'll come in later, you'll understand it. So you take those fake ones and you start following the original one and that's it, that's step one and two. Now you have a successful Instagram, you know? And it's not that hard. I just think people haven't come across that equation yet. You also, it's also important to come up with some slogans. Those are going to help you kind of refresh, revitalize the page. Um, also, when you're looking at your own account with your other accounts, you can kind of have fun and like surprise yourself. You know, sometimes you'll forget some of the clever things you said and you'll remind, you'll be like, oh shoot, I was, that was pretty good of me to say before. Um, so like some of our slogans over the years, we have my rest day is your best day, just DNF it. When in doubt, just drop out. Why is Cody Reed in this group? And like that really keeps people kind of hooked or I guess keeps you hooked to your own, you know, product. And that's, it's important. You want to, you want to keep people coming back, you know, little, little recurring thing there. I want to talk to you about two just giants of the sport. You've, you've name dropped one of them a ton in this, in this conversation, Jim. And then there's Killian. How, how do you think about Jim's potential, Jim's trajectory versus that of, of Killian? 
Um, you are leaving out one of the biggest dogs, Tim Frericks, but another one of the biggest dogs, uh, Francois, who I'm a huge fan of. I'm a big Francois fan because um, he's he's probably my favorite big dog. Woof. Um, that went nowhere. Are you sure we can't get Eric Sensman or Jared on the line? Just like to come in and, you know, kind of pass the baton and maybe, man, I'd love to talk to them about TNF Okay, 50. here, I think I, I emailed you a couple of photos here, if you can open your email. Okay. Yeah, look at the, fr- I, I made a couple memes, a couple memes just for the show, just some special stuff. Um, if you look at that first one. Yep. I forget what the first one was. Uh, it says, uh, Jared meme, say things like, wow, and is that really him? That's all it says. It's just literally some words written on a white background. There's nothing very interesting. Okay, uh, well, that's, um, I guess, yeah, uh, what's uh, the next one? Next one's so good. It's, uh, it's Cody. It's just this really funny picture of Cody that was so candid, and it was... Um, and it's it's good. I'm not going to release it. That's just for you to to enjoy yourself. Thank you. And then this third one. I don't even know what to say about the third one. Yeah, it's pretty good, huh? It's it's. I'll say it's better than most of your work. I appreciate that, ma'am. What else? I don't. I honestly. I literally don't have. I can't even think of another question to ask here. Hmm. I, I wasn't listening to that, what you just said. Oh, I was just saying, um, <clears throat> I got nothing in the tank. This is, uh, yeah, so, I mean, should are we ready to just be done with this? And I'll apologize later to our audience, you know, before when we post this conversation. We're going to pull, like, a little, little Leadville, a little Jared Hazen situation here? I would, I would not put it quite like that, no. I would not. Um... You mentioned Tommy Ribs earlier. Tommy's wonderful. I'm afraid to even ask this, but what are your thoughts on Tommy? Have you spent much time with him? Does he put up with you? Um, does he have a restraining order? Uh, what uh, thoughts on Tommy? Here's what I think about that. I've always thought for a long time that we should do a real world Western States and we could have like a bear. Like remember that year where there's a bear and Jim almost saw the bear. It's like real world Western States. There's a bear. And you're like, what a bear. And there's like some guy in the background yelling like, where's Eric. And then, you know, like Steve Kirsch comes onto the scene. You're like, I didn't know he ran ultras. And then we could have like these little snippets and we could release it as kind of like this fun, like real world, Western States. So we could do real world Leadville, real world JFK 50, you know what I mean? And then kind of have, just because why not use the language of our time, reality TV, to communicate the sport of our time, long distance running, to the people of our time. Those are just the, those are just the people. Hmm. Would you say that your parents are proud of you? Would I say that or would they say that? Uh, actually, would Have they say that? Them? 
I have not. I would say I would say yes. With, yeah, I would say yes. Okay. They are. Do you do you have any Both evidence to base that on though? Like that they're they my parents. Like have they actually ever said to you, Mr. Cappuccino, we're proud of you? Have you ever heard those words from your parents before? Just because things aren't said directly, like, you know, doesn't mean they're not being said or it doesn't mean they're not real. Sometimes you don't have the words to communicate how you feel, but you still feel the feelings are there. You know, it's like when you're a small baby. That's it. So, so, so they, you have never heard your parents tell you that they are proud of you. Okay. I think my parents, I think of them as small babies. You, you've mentioned in this conversation that this, that the Cappuccino Cowboys is in part about, uh, camaraderie and friendship. And I guess I want to, I want to test the limits of that a little bit. Um, let's say you're on a lifeboat with Jim, Jared, Tommy, Eric, and Cody, and there is only enough food for five of you. Who do you throw overboard first? When you say there's only enough food, I assume that the food is Jared and we will be eating him. So that takes one out of the equation, right? Now, why would you say that? And you said what? Steve Kirsch, Dakota Jones, they're not there. So either they're on another lifeboat um, or you have already made the choice to throw them over, which I, you're way ahead of me. Those were definitely my first two picks. Um, so how many more people? We got Kirsch, we got Dakota gone. We have Jared is the food. And then... Who? So we have Jim, Tommy, Eric, and Cody left, and and you. Somehow you probably paid your way onto this lifeboat, like you do with the crewing work you do for these guys. I was probably I was probably stowing stowing away in Tommy's beard. Um, so we got five. We need to get rid of one. Um, and Tim Frerichs probably was tall enough. He just like walked off the boat and kind of walked back to to land. Look, it's a simple um, question. Jim, Jared, Tommy, Eric, and Cody. You say you're all friends. This is all about camaraderie. But when it comes down to it, brass tacks, hard decisions have to be made. Who are you throwing overboard? Well, if I choose Jim, it'll be the fastest decision I've ever made. Like world's fastest decision, and he'll be out of the boat in like course record time. But I'm not saying I'm choosing Jim. If I chose Tommy, we would have to wait for his last Instagram post. We'd have to take at least 12 to 15 shots just to get that right kind of that sun. We'd have to wait probably till golden hour to get a good shot and then maybe throw a few quotes in there. We'd all probably say a few final words, post that. Then we could say goodbye to Tommy. And I don't know if I want to take the time for that. Um, Cody Reed. You know what? Let's just do Cody Reed. I figured you were going to say that. Poor Cody. Cody, just, I think I can speak on behalf of this entire audience. We would not throw you overboard. The easy answer is we'd throw Mr. Cappuccino overboard. 
So please know that, Cody. Um, I think we need to wrap this up. Maybe we'll end. We'll end with this other failure of yours. That time you were crewing Jim and helped him get lost at Western States. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how one of the greatest runners of our time was poised to set uh, yet another, just have another remarkable finish and you help derail that. How do you, how does that make you feel? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. That was, it's nice to see like all this planning and time you take to set stuff out. It's nice to see it all kind of come together and work just seamlessly. I think, what is it? What year is it? 2019? It's several years past that situation and no one has drawn that correlation. You know what I mean? I don't want to say that's a success, but people don't even know, I think, what you're talking about anymore. So it's hard to assign the blame. I'm going to say, when you do things right, one of my favorite quotes, when you do things right, people can't be sure you've done anything at all, you know? And uh, yeah, that's definitely, that's one of the best. Hmm. Hmm. Well, listen, um, this conversation really, really has made me think a lot about the wonderful conversation I had with Claire Gallagher, where where we talked about it, important things like the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and Claire's important work uh, on environmental concerns and, um, you know, and how she was able to manage all of that and then go win Western states. And uh, it just is, it's great to have this conversation remind me that most of the time we talk to interesting people accomplished people who are doing important work in the world. And so I, I really appreciate you reminding me of those conversations. No problem. That's no problem. Uh, I'm going to go fire my assistant, but thank you for your time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that is all for this edition of off the couch. You can check out at Cappuccino Cowboys on Instagram to judge for yourself whether Mr. Cappuccino is ruining all of running or just this particular conversation. Aside from that, I want to thank Luke Alley for producing this episode. And I want to say to all of you, our beloved Off the Couch listeners, I'm sorry. And next week will be better. <laughs>